Welcome to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast, sharing a rundown of tips and strategies to live healthier and happier in a fun way. Now, here's your host, Monica Olivas. Hello and welcome to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. Today we're doing something a little different and it is a Q&A episode. I am answering all of the questions that I got over the last couple of days and it turns out there are a lot of them. After I answered all of the questions, I realized it was about 20 minutes long and I don't know about you, but I don't necessarily have 20 minutes to watch a video of some stranger on the internet talking about running and eating and hair questions and strength training and life, liberty, and the pursuit, we covered a lot of bases. So I figured I would hook it up and post the info on runitrepeat.com so you can check it out there or you can listen while you're multitasking. If you're running right now, hope you're having an awesome run. I did just snap. I don't know if you could hear that. Also in the background, I have a little animal that is trying to rip apart a cardboard box. So I apologize for that, but he is a puppy and he's pretty wild. This is as tame as he's been in a long while. In case you're new here, hi, I'm Monica. I have a puppy and I'm making a lot of weird hand gestures. So there's that. I started runningrepeat.com about 10 years ago to document my running and weight loss journey. Since then, I've run dozens of half marathons and full marathons, become a holistic health coach, and Running Repeat has grown into an amazing community online. You can follow along on Instagram. I'm at runningrepeat, or you can check out the website or the Facebook page, which I don't hang out there enough. But if you hang out there, let me know. And then I'll go hang out too, because then I'll know that's where all my friends are. But before we get into the Q&A, let's warm up. For the warm up today, I have a couple of updates and new business. First, let's address the elephant in the room. And by elephant in the room, I mean my puppy in this room, who has luckily, I think, fallen asleep, but we'll see how that goes. Diego is my golden retriever puppy, and he's 15 weeks old. He is huge. He is growing like a weed. It is ridiculous. I feel like every night I go to sleep, and in the middle of the night, someone sneaks in, and takes my little fluffy puppy and switches him out with a much larger dog. I don't know why someone would do this. Maybe it's a weird fetish. They think it's funny or cute, but this is happening in my life. He is doubling in size every day. And I don't even know. I don't feel like he's even eating that much. It's through the magic of science and whoever's playing this joke on me. It's happening way too fast, but he is very smart. And I think that he is almost house trained. He should be trained by now, but he did have an accident on my friend's house a couple nights ago. And so there's that. Not cool, Diego, embarrassing me in front of people. This ties into running, I promise, because in this little training transition period since I've got Diego, I have been running less. I am a morning runner, 1000%. I'm a morning person. 
You've been warned if we ever go on a trip together, if you ever happen to live with me, that would be a little odd, but weirder things have happened. I wake up and I am like, ding, I just wake up and I'm like, hey, let's go. <laughs> it can be annoying if you're not a morning person. Again, this I'm getting to the running, I promise. I can only run in the morning though. See, there's a drawback of that for me. I can't run after 10 a.m. Unfortunately, my body just shuts down. It says, nope, I feel heavier. I, I physically feel like I can't. It's really weird. I think gravity gets more intense on my body after 10 a.m. I don't know what it is. And Diego wakes up early when I wake up early. And in trying to crate train him and house train him, potty train him, whatever you want to call it, I've had to cut my run shorter. I can't leave him for that long. And it's just been definitely a big hurdle in my normal. I get up, I do my little morning routine before I go run. And I haven't been able to do that because I have this roommate, this new, not so tiny roommate to take care of. And I've been running less because of that. And I actually think that that might be a good thing, putting a positive spin on it, because I think I mentioned lately I've had some tightness in my piriformis. It was hard to kind of identify. First, it was kind of in my hamstring, and I think it's really like potentially going to turn into an issue in my piriformis like area. I don't know exactly what to call it because it's not full blown. It is my body giving me a heads up, my body trying to whisper. And this is something I like to say. If you listen when your body whispers, you won't have to hear it scream. So it was whispering. I probably would have ignored it because I don't whisper. I don't even have an inside voice really. I'm actually right now six feet away from the microphone in order to try and keep the levels okay, because I just, I project. But I was like, you know what? I think my body is whispering to me and the cut back in mileage is probably a good thing. So it just so happens that this kind of worked out on some level. I've also been doing other things to try and recover and stretch after a run. And someone asked this in a previous question. And I mentioned it there, but since that one's not in this video, I wanted to mention it here as well. I have, I put together an Amazon page that has my recovery must-haves. So one of the things I've been using lately is a softball, but you can use a tennis ball. Most people use a tennis ball. I also have the foam roller that I like and that little timer cube that I mentioned before that if you just set it and stretch for five, 10 minutes, it's better than nothing. And really, that's one of my mottos in life. It's better than nothing. Usually my motto is good enough or that works. But sometimes it's also it's better than nothing. Right? We'll say right. Next warm-up topic. I went to medieval times this weekend. Isn't that weird? Do you know what medieval times is? I actually thought before I went this weekend that it's just a thing in Southern California because I live in Orange County. I grew up outside of LA and I grew up, you know, near Disneyland and Universal Studios. And I don't know what else, but I feel like it is kind of a tourist 
area in some parts. So I figured medieval times was just something that was in this place because it was a tourist place. Turns out, I think there's like nine or 13. It's one of those (laughs) nine or 13 different locations. And basically it is dinner and tournament. It's like a dinner show in the middle of the arena. They have these nights battle and do different games to see who wins. And it's basically like Game of Thrones-ish. And it's kind of funny. I did a full post on it because I actually get a lot of questions. And maybe this is another reason why this was in my head. This is why I thought of it as more of a tourist thing is I get a lot of emails and messages asking for suggestions when people are coming to the area. Where should I run? Where should I eat? What are your suggestions for good things to do, good places to stay kind of thing? So I I think I kind of associate certain areas with people are coming in from out of town to do this thing, right? So I did a whole post on it in case someone would be interested potentially. I actually really liked it. And I went with my family And my goddaughter is five and loved it. It was worth it just to go and watch her. We got her a little flag to wave when our guy was battling. And at one point, she's like waving it, waving it. And then she goes, Nina, can you hold this? She hands me the flag because she's watching it and she's kind of stressed out basically because they're battling and it's, she didn't get super scared. I, I never felt like she was super uncomfortable, but she was she was definitely into it and stressed out. She handed me the flag so that she could just put her hands on her cheeks and sometimes cover her mouth. Like she needed to be able to do that. And I thought that was adorable. And I will remember it forever was my favorite thing in the world. But I will put a link to the Medieval Times post, even though I feel like I'm hesitating when I say it, you know why? It's because I keep wanting to call it Game of Thrones dinner. That's what I kept calling it in my head because I thought it was funny. Next, moving on. Today was my deadline on what my New Year's resolution was going to be. I decided that I had a month to figure it out because I was taking it oddly seriously I really wanted it to be something that was significant to me and something that I knew I really want to do. And I feel like it is going to make me better on some level, either a better person or better athlete or better friend or better, I don't know, just better, maybe just better, right? Just wanted to be better. And so I've been thinking about it. I didn't want to be rushed because, again, I wanted it to be serious. So it wasn't necessarily like a New Year's thing. It was just like a self-improvement thing. The deadline is today. And I will share more about that very soon. So there's that. I, I don't mean to keep you in suspense. It's just that I haven't really written it down. I just I have a couple of specific ideas. And I want to be able to articulate them since this is a podcast, not a visual medium. I can't just draw a picture or do an interpretive dance. And since I can't do that, I guess we're going to have to get to the questions now. So just some notes on this whole Q&A session. I'm answering all of these questions on video and using the audio from that video 
here so that you can listen to it. If you would rather watch it, you can check it out on the post at runningrepeat.com right now or my Instagram stories. I am posting it there as well. Whatever is more convenient for you, actually let me know what is kind of your favorite way. I'm assuming since you're listening to the podcast that this is your favorite way. Also, these are just the questions that came in over the last couple of days. If you asked a question on Instagram specifically, these are from the Instagram story questions, and it's not here. It might be in a previous Insta story. So those are my highlights. If you're not familiar, if you just go to Instagram at run, Eat, repeat and go to my profile, the little circles on the top, all of the Q&A from this month, I'm kind of dividing them up by month because they limit you on how many you can put in each highlight. And it's Jan Q&A. So all of the questions that I answered this month are going to be saved in there. And so, yeah, you can check it out. And like I said, I mentioned a couple of different resources as I'm answering this. So that will all be in the show notes at runeatrepeat.com. Hi, this is Monica from Run, Eat, Repeat, and I'm answering your questions from the Instagram stories from this week. These are from the last two days, and I have a lot of questions, so I'm going to try and just go through and answer them all, and I'll chop it up for the stories, but if you would rather listen, I will put it on the podcast. So if you're listening right now, hello, thanks for listening to the podcast, hope you're having a great run, and I'll put links on Reddit Repeats if there's anything that I mention that deserves some sort of link or reference, and you can check it out there, because I'm going to try to be efficient with this. I want everyone to hear their answer to their question. And since there's a lot, I think that might be a good way to make it most efficient. I don't know. Let me know what you think about this. Okay. What was your time for your first marathon? It was four hours, 15 minutes, and 38 seconds. And I looked it up and I will put a link to my first race recap in the show notes. Yeah, it, my first race. This is how running repeat started. It was me just wanting to run that one race. Look at it now. I just like could not stop. I really got the running bug. It was ridiculous. I love it. Okay. What's your strength training? Do you do, do you still do BB? BB sometimes stands for beach body. I used to do, beach body kind of encompasses that whole, there's like tons of different trainers and workouts and programs. I really only did in the past the 21 day fix. And even before that, I used to do some Jillian Michaels workout. This is like years ago. I don't do those anymore. Now I do my strength training. I kind of make it up as I go along, much like everything else in my life. Or I just try to balance it out so that I'm hitting all of the bases that need to be hit on my body that complement my training, my running training. How have you kept running for so long? What helps keep you motivated? I really like it. I think you need to find something that you enjoy doing, that when you're doing it, you're not thinking the whole time, when can I stop? That going into it, you're not dreading, I don't want to have to do that later or tomorrow or whatever it is. Find something that is active, that is like a hobby for you. And I think that's the way to go. And that is what I think about running. So it's never like 
something that I'm making myself do, I genuinely like it. And I feel like there's so many different activities that find something. If you really hate running, don't run because I don't do anything that I really hate doing. I'm, I'm the worst. I'm, I have no self-discipline. I just happen to really dig the hell out of this. That's why I do it. I know you've probably been asked or responded, but how did you get started blogging? So I was reading other healthy living blogs and I would comment and I thought I should have a name so that, you know, it's I'm the person commenting on these people because I felt like we were getting to know other people. And you know how sometimes you call a person by their Instagram handle or their website name. And so I was thinking about those people like that. And I kind of just wanted to have my own little handle. So I thought of a couple names, literally Ryan Rupi was the first thing that I just thought I should start a blog. And I just kind of thought, what should it be about? And I looked and Run It Repeat was available and I bought it. And I remember I was like, Run It Repeat. So like, that's it. And it just like went from there. I, and so I did it just to interact, to make friends online and never expected anyone to read it to grow into what it did. I didn't go into it. I think now everyone's talking about the Instagram algorithm and blog hits and followers and that noise. People are talking about that noise too. That was never in my head movies. I just wanted to make friends. I actually, some of the first blogs I ever read, I, I am friends with them in real life today. How cool is that? Right. I I haven't even thought about that, but Kath eats, she was on my podcast. She's a registered dietitian, Tina from carrots and cake. Chandra had a blog. I don't know if she blogs anymore, but she's my friend. I talk to all the time. Like these are people whose blogs I read and they live in other places, but I feel like I know them. So I almost think that because of that friend aspect, it kept me to keep doing the blogging and the blogging grew into what it is now, which is running repeat is a beast. And sometimes I don't even know what I mean by that word. I feel like sometimes beast is a compliment. Sometimes it's not. I don't know. Depends. Um, I mean, it is a compliment though. It's heart. Heart it. What is your least favorite strength exercise? I would say planks on my forearms. Like a real plank. Oof. I just, I cannot. It's not. It's my least favorite. And I remember I went to an event a couple years ago now in Santa Monica and Venus Williams was there. And I think I asked her that and she said that she hates planks. And I was like, thank you. Hello. So I feel a little better about that being my least favorite because it's her least favorite too. And she is amazing. How do you braid your hair for runs? I just, I am like not a details person. I'm really not. I'm really not type A. I part it very messy. I don't even always use a comb and I just braid it again, very messy. The thing is that you kind of want to keep it a little messy because if you put your hair really tight, if you put it into a tight bun or um, a tight braid, you're sweating, right? As you're running, you're sweating. Sweat is dripping from different pores, including the pores in your head. And so then you're kind of packing in that sweat to your head. You don't want that, especially if you're going to try to 
not wash your hair every day and you have this like sweat scalp situation. So I do it loose. And that way, if not, if I sweat like a man, the sweat though can kind of drip a little bit more. It just helps to get your hairline dry faster so that you can, if you're going to do dry shampoo, you can do that. So yeah. And I also don't part it exactly like how, for the most part, I do a side part. And so I don't want to part it exactly the same every time. So I never do a side part when I am doing a braid because I don't want to just like, I don't know. I just feel like it's favoring it too much. Kind of got to round it up a little bit, right? Change it up. I don't want to end up with like a bald spot somewhere because I keep doing the same thing every day, right? I'm going to start parting in the middle. When do you anticipate your next run bet? My current one ends this week. That is a work in progress because I just, I really, I don't know if it's like, I'm not, I'm so articulate today. I don't know how to say this without it being like a little rough. I am not someone that is like a yes person. I want to make everyone happy. I don't think I'm necessarily a people pleaser in general, but with you, with run it repeat, it is so important for me to not leave anyone out, to not make anyone feel bad. To make, I want everyone to feel included. I never want you to feel like you haven't been a runner long enough or you're not fast enough or you don't run a certain distance or you don't even run. Like you just want to hang out your walk, eat, repeat or spin, eat, repeat or yoga, eat, repeat, whatever it is. Like I just want everyone to be able to hang out. And so my hesitation has been what to make the rules because I do think some people want it a little more challenging and I just need to just set it and Hopefully there's another way we can hang out if that's not your jam. But if you personally who asked this have any thoughts on what you would like it to be, let me know. The squeaky wheel. The squeaky wheel gets the oil. You have to tell me what you need. I'm trying to start running, but keep getting shin splints, even with newer shoes. Any tips? I think warming up is really important with shin splints to prevent them um, or to keep it from flaring up. So you need to start warming up before you run. And then after you run, you need to ice and potentially do the compression and elevation. Anytime you feel like you have an injury coming on, be respectful of your body and take care of it. Like if your body is trying to tell you something, listen and do what it needs. So it might need extra rest. It might need to see a professional. It might need a massage. It might need stretching. Just, it might need new shoes, right? Whatever it is. And it is good because it's like, if you, if you got new shoes, you're trying to figure it out. I would do all of the things and maybe keep a running log for a while and see like, yes, I iced for this much longer after my run. And the next day I felt like this or later in the day, I felt like this. Note what's working and what isn't. And then you can also note progress because when we have an injury or a setback or an illness or whatever it is, it's really hard to just like stick with it when you feel like, man, I'm doing it and it still is really hard for me, or it doesn't seem like my body's getting better or something else. When really 
you might be making progress, but if you're not really tracking it, if you're not tracking, well, my pain was a six on a scale of one to 10, and now it's a four, you might just still be upset that you have pain at all. But if you're measuring it, if you're keeping some perspective, you realize that you're making progress. So I would do the warm up. I would do the icing, the compression, the elevation, any other post run situation. There's also strength exercises you can do and different stretching you can do. I would do all of that. And I would also track how that's working because some stuff doesn't work for people either. There are sometimes where it's recommended that you ice, but then someone else will say, well, I was actually using heat and that seemed to help me more. Someone just told me this too. This is in my head movies because someone said, actually, I, I think heat was helping me more. So that's the thing. Okay. Do you ever run East Coast races? Yes, but it's been a long time. I used to, a couple years ago, I think when blogging was a little newer or companies were putting more money into different ways of marketing, I was invited on a lot of press trips. So I did a lot of East Coast races because I was invited to do them. And yeah, now I am not. So you're going to have to invite me to stay at your house if you want me to do an East Coast race. Please tell me three cheap but good skin products to use. I'm lost. I feel like I need more information on this. I also feel like most of the skin products I use are fairly cheap. Like they are things you can get for the most part at Target or Ulta. Um, I think SPF is really important. You have to use sunblock. Like the best thing you can do for your health and for aging is prevention. And you get enough sleep, you drink water, and you use sunblock. Boom. That's super cheap. But on top of that, do you mean makeup or do you mean just like skincare, like moisturizer? I'm going to need some more information, but I'm going to put links here to some of my favorite stuff. And it's all like fairly cheap Amazon stuff that I use, like my wash and my SPF, I think are. Your hair looks so healthy. How often do you wash? Supplements? I try to wash my hair, I guess, every three days or so. It depends. Like I said, I'm a very sweaty person, so it can be hard for me to go long. And then I also, along with the sunblock thing, it is funny how the order of these questions was because I didn't switch it. I spray sunblock in my parts so that I don't get like sunburn um, on my scalp. And so some three days, sometimes I can't do three days, but that is the, that's what I shoot for. And I take a vitamin. I take that basis supplement that I talked about the longest time ago that I think is kind of magic. And I take vitamin C sometimes, or I just do vitamin C candies. Does that count? I take, I have like a whole vitamin thing that I'll link to too, but yes, they're not specific though. Hair. I know that there's like healthy hair, skin, teeth or eyes supplement. That third one, I'm not sure, but I don't take anything that's a specific 
hair growth supplement. Maybe I missed it, but where's Vegas? I haven't seen him in a while. I haven't seen him in a while either. This question is coming up a lot lately because Diego and people are like, well, where's Vegas? I just see Diego. Vegas passed away in October and yeah, it's very sad. Um, Surprisingly sad to lose a pet. Surprisingly sad. I actually did a lot of, I am like, I don't think of myself as very having it together in life, but I ended up doing a lot of reading and research on grief and losing a pet and losing people in general, like going through a divorce and going through a death of a family member and going through the loss of a pet. Like I've done a ton of reading and listening and thinking, reading, listening, thinking. I'm such a You know that on a tangent, uh, my real calling in life is, should be to be on a kid's TV show, right? So, and then I, that's like, per, like I had to almost stop myself from doing those gestures. The point is, it's very sad. And I'm sorry, I feel bad having to tell people because a lot of people have been asking me. So I think I need to just write a post about it because it might've gotten lost in the shuffle of things on Instagram, but he had a really good life and he was a really good cat. <sighs> Ugh, I can't do this. Um, let's go on. How do you find safe running routes? Um, I am very fortunate on all levels. Let's be honest, right? Thank God. But I live in a fairly safe place and compared to, right? to other places. And so I run, I have like, there's a lot of bike paths and routes and things where I can run. I try to be mindful of there being other people around. If I'm sometimes running on a path that I run a lot, but I don't see anyone for a while, I'm running for a full mile and I don't see anyone. And I'm not on a street, like I am on a path that has, it's not in the middle of nowhere, but there are parts of Orange County that are kind of open spaces. I will um, turn the hell around and find somewhere else to run. So I try to be mindful of that being aware of my surroundings in general, if you were kind of at a new place, if you're traveling, I always vote to ask the concierge or the front desk, someone there, ask them. I want to go for a run. Where do you think I should go? What direction should I go? That has always been super helpful to me. You can do map my run or other apps like that. I think Strava, you can, people sometimes record their runs. So they'll record a route. So this route worked for someone else, right? You can do something like that on social media. You can put a call out and say, hey, I'm visiting this area. Any suggestions on where to run? Those are kind of like the basic ones. Or if you're new to an area, I would say you can also use an app and see where other people have kind of mapped out their runs. But um, safety isn't just traffic or other people sometimes, right? You just want to keep mindful. It's kind of a multiple things because there are certain areas that I avoid running because there are a lot of loose dogs sometimes. So you just want to, it's 
sometimes best to ask someone that's local, pay attention. If you can run with a running group, right? Because they're going to know the area and you're going to be running in a group, which is always safer too. I'm a newly certified run coach leading my first group training. All moms, any advice? I would say to remind everyone day of when and time that you're supposed to meet. Because if we make plans, but you don't remind me, I'm going to forget somehow magically. And make sure that you run in with the last person. Like the last person shouldn't run alone. I think a lot of times the reason why we hesitate to join a group is this fear of being too slow or not knowing anyone or whatever. And if we have some sort of buddy system in a running group, I think that's ideal. Makes it so much better. You're more pressured to show up. Than- what is your go-to music playlist while running? I will post it because I just hooked up my music recently in December and I added a bunch of new music and a bunch of old music that I really like. So I've heard that if I use Spotify, I can share my playlist with you, but I will put that on Reddit repeat. I'll screenshot my latest favorite one. And I love when I find good music and I can just like listen and just zone out and the time just flies by again. Okay. That was it. If you have a question, I answered a lot of questions. Yeah. Thanks for sticking around. If you have a question for me, you can go to running repeat, leave it on the bottom of the comments. If you're not on Instagram, if you're on Instagram, leave it in the box somewhere that I'll put, or you can always DM me or email running repeat at gmail.com. And we'll talk soon. And that's a wrap on today's questions. If you have a question for me, please ask. I love talking about this stuff, which is why I have this podcast. And even if you feel like someone has asked me in the past or someone's asked a similar question, I vote that you ask because if you missed it, someone else probably did or someone has a question similar to yours and it would be helpful ask away, send it over. There are a ton of ways to do that. You can do it in the Instagram stories box. I'll be posting another open ask for questions there. You can email me, runeatrepeat at gmail.com. Also leave a comment in the show notes if you want, or you can call the podcast voicemail line. And I will put all of that on runeatrepeat.com right now. So you can pick the way is easiest for you to ask away. Now let's get to the awards. We actually have a tie for today's awards. It is a tie between first place. First place to both of these parties goes to Diego for going pee-pee outside. Yay. Also, to my neighbors for having to deal with me enthusiastically praising him for going pee-pee outside and sometimes singing a song about it. I do that. And these awards today were both acknowledgement of the awesomeness of Diego and my neighbors, and also a little confession that I needed to get off my chest. I hope you feel better now because I do. He's found a squeaky toy, so we should wrap this up. Maybe I should actually revoke his award because that timing wasn't ideal, Diego. 
Check out the show notes at runerepeat.com for all the info and links that I mentioned today. And please tag at runerepeat on Instagram and let me know what you are doing right now. Like Brittany, who's training for a 5K. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great run. Thank you for listening. For show notes, recipes, discounts, and more, go to www.runeatrepeat.com. You can also connect with Monica on Instagram by following at runeatrepeat and on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash runeatrepeat. Be sure to subscribe to the show and please rate and review in your podcast app.